let's talk about Jamal Adams. He was traded to the Seahawks along with the fourth round pick for two first round picks, a third, and Bradley McDougal. Punch, what do you think about this? Way too overvalued. He may be a top safety in the league, but nowhere near deserves two first round picks and a third round pick and a top seven safety just for the number one overall safety. Considering that you have higher chances that those two picks will be in the bottom half of the draft. But because they're in the bottom half of the draft, more safeties are likely to fall to that spot, therefore getting a future replacement soon, just in case McDougal doesn't and, pan out. And if you look around the league, the Dolphins traded Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers. What did the Steelers have to give up? Only one first-round pick. Well, Minka Fitzpatrick might have been slightly too much of a steal. He's been, like, extremely good. I almost might yeah, be a definite pro bowl this year. pretty safety in the league, as Jamal Adams is the best strong safety. I mean, but in the end of the day, they're both just safeties. They both should be valued around the same. They're both at the top of each position. I don't think what the Seahawks did to acquire Jamal Adams helped them in any way. To be true, the Seahawks were already cap struck in, but the McDougal will trade big free up some cap space, but they're going to have to sign Jamal Adams to a humongous deal soon. This is personally how I see it. For the past, I don't know, five or so years, the Seahawks can have been shown that they cannot draft. They cannot draft at all. In the first round. In the first round, at least. Okay, this is how I see it. Their D-line is 32nd out of 30, 32nd, according to PFF. Their O-line is 28 out of 32, according to PFF. They, they clearly cannot build the lines up. They signed a superstar just to cover up their organizational mistakes. And the lines is where it matters most. Always build from the, the fronts. It helps as that's where the main battles happen and cause every other incident to happen. Like, okay, I'm a Niners fan, but I promise you there's no bias in this podcast. When I watch a Seahawks game, do you know what I see? I see Russell Wilson running for his life. Every single play of the game. Like, I get it. He's, he's really good at running and picking up yardage. But he's the quarterback. Should he be running like that? Well, probably not. There's other people that run around for him. You have the running backs in saying that they have league average running backs. I mean, Chris Carson has proven, he proved his point. He's one of the best running backs in the NFC. I can say that. Um, he's one of the best running backs in the NFC. But he should be the one running for yardage. Russell Wilson should be making those amazing plays that he knows he can make. Well, if Russell Wilson does decide to make these like crazy plays, what happens if he gets injured again? Won't he like eventually break down? This, this is how I see it. This is how I see it. The Seahawks are absolutely nothing without Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is gluing together a super troubled franchise that's managed poorly, has a head coach that can't do anything anymore. Yes, we all love Pete Carroll. He's a Hall of Fame coach, but he just doesn't have it anymore. Well, he might still have it. He still does keep up pretty good fights in the games, but like giving up after part of the game is over 
and like making these like huge comebacks like extremely easy to happen like a like a style always playing like so close i have some stats according to pfm this season the baltimore ravens outscored every team they played by 249 points in total the san francisco 49ers outscored points by teams outscored teams by 169 points all year do you know how many points the seahawks outscored teams by seven (laughs) seven i wish it was 12 it's seven like i'm double almost double off (laughs) the seahawks are barely winning their games for all you know they instead of 11 and 5 they're they're supposed to be 5 and 11. Chance of that happening is like everything was last second, and like you're just crushing it into the hands of Russell Wilson. What happens if one season Russell Wilson just like isn't as good anymore? What will happen? Nine and eleven? The what? Owing to speed? That's some Cleveland Brown type thing, but we don't want to talk about that. The Seahawks, no, they have a generational quarterback in their hands. It's not going to be another Russell Wilson for very um, on maybe a couple of couple of years. We're not going to see another Russell Wilson. But they're not utilizing what they have. They have one of the top playmakers in the NFL. They're not giving him what he needs to succeed. And you even... And, like, what are you doing with, like, all the extra cap space? Where's it even going? It's going to upgrade positions that don't need to be upgraded. Because they're already, like, average enough. So you're playing with, like, a high-quality stud roster, but also, like, the weakest in the league. You're playing in the NFC West. You know what's in that division? You have Nick Bosa. You have the, you know what, you have the Niners D-line. You have George Kittle. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have Chandler Jones. You have Aaron Donald. You have Cooper Every Cup. single team in the league has a good D-line, and you have the league's worst offensive line. What is going to happen? Like Exactly. 32nd best and 28th best for D-line and O-line. They, aren't, they aren't building around. All right. So after the Legion of Boom, what were the Seahawks? Who were they? Like, you have, like, a... Just, it's pretty much almost like four thoughts. We have like the Chance and Bobby, but as still is the number one wide, uh, linebacker in the league by quite a bit, but. I mean, they've held down on some star players they know they need to keep. They're just not able to build around them. So what I think is after your Jamal Adams contract is done, you get rid of Jamal, you get rid of DK, possibly get rid of Bobby Wagner. If Russell Wilson's not good, you get rid of him. You get all these first-round picks in, and then this is what you do. You draft for the future. In my opinion, no one in Seattle is enjoying their team because they're not set for anything right now. So you may as well be set for the future. Well, at the moment, like, every, I feel like almost every single Seahawks game, it was just Wilson carrying them all. Yeah. I know how I know how passionate Seahawks fans are. I live in Seattle. I'm a Niners fan. That that those two things don't collide. <laughs> but here's the thing: they even know that Russell Wilson is carrying their team to the playoffs every season. Well, did that really even happen? It's like, what if Russell Wilson was not even in the league? Let's say he was traded to the Giants. What would happen? Okay, yeah, Giants are probably making... Yeah, in 2018, there was some trade rumor that Russell Wilson was going to get traded to the Browns for the first overall pick. 
for Baker. If the Browns, and what if the Browns had Russell Wilson, however, because I think Russell Wilson. And, and you have OBJ every, and Jarvis Landry, and they're able to maintain that roster. Exactly. They maintained the star people that they have. They actually drafted what they needed. Like the Seahawks went out and drafted a linebacker in the first round. Well, and that's it. They drafted Jordan that. Brooks over Patrick Queen. And Patrick Queen is widely regarded as the best linebacker. Well, second best linebacker in the thing. Over Isaiah. I've heard so many people say it's the first best because I've, I've heard people say Isaiah Simmons is going to be the biggest bust ever. I don't personally believe in that. <laughs> but I think the point of this segment was to explain that the Jets completely won the trade and the Seahawks really need to fix their management. Let's move on to the next segment. Let's get back to the top hungry, which was released finally over the past few days. And we even got a few snubs, which were added onto the list today. NFL Top 100. Let's talk about it. Cool. Do you know who's placed? Do you know who's placed at 69th best? Larry Fitzgerald. Probably Larry Fitzgerald. The man is 38, signed a one-year deal, and he racked up 75 receptions for 804 yards. What more do you want from a 38-year-old receiver? Well, he's being ranked throughout the league, so I don't think age should like be played as a factor. But if he was, he's easily number two or three for his age as a receiver because that's a position that kind of Oh, yeah, definitely. Personally, I was never a fan of the NFL Top 100 list. In my opinion, it's just a popularity contest between the players. Because, like, why else would Darius Leonard be at 50th? Personally, like there are some better linebackers in the league than him. For okay, example, Fred Warner is probably better. And he's Warner is extremely underrated. But let's, let's talk about some Darius Leonard stats here. Two seasons, two all-pro selections, seven interceptions, 12 sacks, 19 tackles for loss, and 284 combined tackles. That seems like literally like bit under the radar, but not too bad, but is it really? That's some top linebacker stats right there. Yeah. Like, it seemed like so close to Bobby Wagner. Like, I'm, I'm assuming production's gonna go down with the signing of DeForest Buckner. Because DeForest Buckner's a powerhouse. He's gonna run through a line like it's nothing. But... He even has the top 100 ranking. But Darius Leonard should not be anything under... Maybe, I don't know, 25? I'd say he's in the top 25 in the league. Yeah, for sure. Like, even Bobby Wagner this season, he didn't do that great at all. Like, 159 combined tackles this year? That, I would consider that's way below Leonard. Yeah, I mean, Derek, I mean, it's 289 in two years, 150 so I guess the stats for Bobby Wagner aren't bad, but- Bobby Wagner is still up there, and he's widely regarded as the best, which he is. I personally and think he is- Leonard too. should be like right there with him and Chandler Jones. Oh yeah, definitely. Chandler Jones is another person. Most underrated player in football. His ranking, he actually might deserve 
I'll just young Bobby Wagner both deserve to be like what ahead of Derrick Henry and Drew Brees for sure. Tom Brady is at 14th. I don't get that. And they put Chandler Jones behind Tom Brady. And this is a guy who Chandler Jones could like sack for the next 15 years. Yeah, Chandler Jones is going to be eating up Tom Brady for the, for the next two and years. And Chandler he's Jones is even getting a bit old, but he's like getting better as he ages somehow. It's insane. He's always been good. I've seen so many players in the NFL have the same skills that Chandler Jones has, but they don't know how to use them. Chandler Jones has more than what he think he has and actually uses what he doesn't necessarily think he has. I've never seen that in a player in my lifetime. Another snub might be TJ Watt. Might be one to rank the higher thing. Can we, talk about, can we talk about his Madden rating too? Why not? <laughs> 86? And he's, and he's considered top 25. I'm betting you Richard Sherman has a higher rating and Quentin Nelson have higher ratings, but they're lower in position. Quentin Nelson makes sense. He's the best like guard of Best all. alignment in the league. Yeah. And probably Saquon even has a higher rating. <laughs> okay, in my opinion, this is the biggest snub in the NFL Top 100. Let's go, Devontae sp- Adams at 57. I think there might be one more snub, a bit hiding. In what there. are the Packers without Devontae Adams? What rec- With what receiver? Honestly, not. <laughs> You have, oh, right, okay. you 90% of people here are going to disagree with me. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. There was going to be tons of disagreeing, but I would honestly rank him in top three. Maybe not number one, but top three. But you have... He has the best release in football, the best route running in football. He's the only player since 2016 to have 40, have 40 touchdowns and 4,000 receiving yards. But you're telling me that you would have... Amari Cooper, oh, and Chris Godwin over Devontae Adams. Consider fantasy values. I too. see what they're saying with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin did have a really amazing year this year. And he does deserve his position for sure. Amari Cooper, no way. Amari Cooper, no way. <laughs> In my opinion, that trade that when the Raiders gave Amari Cooper, the Raiders won that trade because all that did was leave Dallas to sign Amari, drops a lot Cooper to $100 million. Also, another snub, you have J.J. Watt at 45. He probably, he might not even deserve the top 100 ranking. After Why is J.J. Watt on the list? Because he's 45. Why that. is he on the list, though? He even had, like, a really down year last year. I can name 100 players better than J.J. Watt this Let's see. <laughs> might be a bit of an exaggeration, but I do agree with that. And let's talk about his Madden rating too. 98? How do you get a 98 overall ranking even though you didn't have a good season? Like rank there is but I understand that you, I understand that you were injured. But in the games that you played, you were garbage. Pure garbage. You only okay, I'm betting you like this season, Claybon Chason will be better than J.J. Watt last season. If Caleb on Chase on is better than J.J. Watt, then J.J. Watt better be like a 62 in Madden. <laughs> he better be, because rookie, yeah, rookies he get snubbed, and J.J. Watt should be snubbed more. People are still considering J.J. Watt as the best D-lineman in football. How would that be even considered? He was the best D-lineman in football. 
was. And very specific on the was. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not taking that away from him at all. He's definitely a Hall of Fame player. But you're going to put him over the likes of Aaron Donald, Chandler Jones, Joey Bosa. No, he's not over Aaron Donald. No, no, no. People people are considering that he's the best lineman. I don't think that's true. I would agree. In me, in my opinion, the biggest snub in this top 100 was bringing Darius Slay at only 92. He's ranked way higher. He's the number four corner in the league. Come on. Switch the two and the nine and we can make a deal. Huh? Switch the two and the nine and 92 and we can make a yeah, deal. Yeah, I make sense. Like, 29, that's a reasonable rating. And at that moment, Quentin Nelson is right there. He for sure deserves that. But I for sure think that Saquon Barkley does not deserve to be that high after a statistically down year. He probably will jump back up there. Had an injury, but he still played good. So I say maybe put him instead of 31, maybe like I say I'd keep him in the 30s, maybe around 38, though. I can name a few players better. Another snub I'm just looking at right now is Shaquille Barrett. Marshawn Lattimore at 76? That's kind of actually kind of under, under, under. That can go both ways. I've seen, so what, as soon as this list came out on Instagram, there's 50% of the comments are overrated. 50% of the comments are finally getting the appreciation. Okay, just telling you, these are three players who I think easily are worse than Marshall and Lattimore and Darius Slay. We have Tredavious White, Logan Wright. White is much better than Marshawn Lattimore. Okay. Mar- Top four corner in football. Okay. We have Marcus Peters, who got snapped, and Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey has to go higher. Well, up, up, up. Higher, but I would agree Slay and... I would say that Slay and Lattimore might be better than Humphrey. As he is always facing the... I think Humphrey is the most underrated corner. The things that he has done for the Ravens secondary are just things that you won't see. Well, but he is playing at the number two position for the Ravens. If they have Marcus Peters over there too. But 86? That might be a bit too low. Okay, one more thing. Why isn't Carson Wentz on the list? He probably deserves it, but he didn't even play much of this season. And that's pretty much been... Yeah, like 4,099 passing yards or something like that. Yeah. But he's been... And he had, what, 27 TDs to Just seven interceptions? Just to someone else, Jimmy G only had 3,978 passing yards, but was ranked in the top 50. I, but I see where they're coming from, because Jimmy G... It might be... Did ima- unimaginable things for our team, the 49ers. Hey, this might be coming from like a slightly biased point, but still. I'm not being biased though. We have even Garoppolo backing us up, but hey, <laughs> matters. Jimmy Garoppolo. Not the Bleacher Report again, like for those thirty like unanswered times where you like said Jimmy Garoppolo should be ranked lower and is one of the worst QBs in the league, and PFF calling him a tier three QB. What? How do you like? If you're gonna consider Jimmy Garoppolo as a tier three QB, put put Josh Allen at tier four. 
even see that game. That Prescott shouldn't even be on the list. He's a tier seven. Interesting, Dak Prescott, I have to give it to him. He can play football. He can play football. But uh <laughs> yeah, his um <laughs> uh, he's kind of disappointing sometimes. <laughs> very, very disappointing. I think this is a good place to wrap up this segment. Let's move on to segment three. This is gonna be for every viewer. I know this is gonna be everyone's favorite segment. This is gonna be a, a lot of fun. Wentz or the fence? So, Anch and I will be alternating questions. I'll be saying Carson Wentz or this quarterback, and Anch will tell me which one and why, and same vice versa. I'll be telling him which one and why. Cool. Let's start it off. Let's start kind of like easy to start it off. Carson Wentz or Josh Allen? I'm taking Carson Wentz. I'm taking Carson Wentz. Here's why. Here's why. Josh Allen got an 87 on the list. Carson Wentz can put up these numbers while throwing to, I don't know, like, unoperating car engines. That is kind of true. You have pretty much, like, no one to throw to in Philly. Except when Nelson Aguilar is, is your number... Th- when, when Nelson Aguilar started, you know, there's a problem. <laughs> Catching a bit, catching people and never even missing. But I was watching the top 100 uh, players list best plays of the season, and I think Darius Slays was against uh, Algalore because Algalore was catching the ball and he just dropped it like that. <laughs> Considering that even for people who even just play football on a normal basis, how do you even do that? That's hard. <laughs> it's hard it's to insane. talk them out. <laughs> okay. Carson Wentz or Kyler Murray? Hmm. I'm gonna go Kyler here. Kyler? I would, I would say Kyler for one reason. He's still young. That was just his first year. So he easily can improve quite a bit. And he's like kind of, I would say, a kind of high ceiling. Because he's kind of playing to Drewby's and Drewby's level, except not how Drewby started out. It's like, Drew yeah. Brees, first season at the Saints, like, all the hype around. And mm-hmm. like, what makes him the most interesting? He is, like, the perfect coach for his style in Kingsbury. Yeah. Like, helps uh, him Kingsbury so well. He's helped him so well and, like, in, like, helps him make himself a better player. And Cliff Kingsbury... I like the weapons he has, too. I like the DeAndre Hopkins signing. I love the DeAndre Hopkins signing. I like Larry he has like a true number one receiver, and that might be kind of good. Wait, I would say he's good. I like Christian. Kirk. I love Kenyon Drake. <laughs> you know, I would call him more of an underrated pick, and like say Chris Evans, not a bad number two at all. Okay, let's go next. Would you pay Kirk Cousins or Wentz? The killer, uh, I'm, the garbage time killer, or the overly injury guy. That that that's gonna be Carson Wentz. Why? Why would you say Give that? Give Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins weapons. I see a Super Bowl. Easily, on one condition. I see a Super Bowl. You have Carson Wentz's O line too. You need- I mean, the Vikings O line is not bad though. 
Like, you should be terrible. So, you never know when they're going to revert. Yeah, you should be really bad. Because I kind of feel like Kirk Cousins' best football was behind the battle line. Sure. What? To tell the truth, the Eagles do have kind of a really, really good O-line. And I still don't understand. I'll give you the best one. Arguably, like even with arguably the best old line, how can this Carson Wentz not be healthy? Sometimes, okay, yeah, the clowny one, okay, that is Clowny's fault. He should bring suspended, but that was just Clowny being stupid. He should have been suspended for at least a few games, but yeah, definitely. Let, let's let's end the rivalry right here. Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? This is probably like the strangest question ever. Let's think. Who should we go for? Like, Dak Prescott? He has, like, a decent guy. Or what I would actually take, if we have Carson Wentz playing for the Cowboys, I am taking that every single day. Because you have literally the league's best O-line for sure. League's best O-line. League's best O-line. Arguably, league's best running Really? Arguably? Like a top 10 wide receiver in Amari Cooper, a top, top 10 number one wide receiver in Cooper, a number one, number two re- receiver in Gallup, and like you have CD Lamb, who's like an emerging prospect. Like, how old CD Lamb is your number three? Yeah. Insane. He's, he's supposed to be like a number one, and like he's got a number three. Like, how good can this get? Like with those weapons, and like, even and you have like a really good O line, and that should be able to protect Carson Wentz. And you're probably gonna, might get an MVP caliber season out of him, even with a really good team. I might, if that happens, I might expect like a clean sweep in the Super Bowl. Definitely. So you're taking Wentz on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah Wentz for sure over that. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay, now let's go to a different segment. Smith or Pitt? Where we, what is the segment? Would you consider Tyron Smith being overly ranked way too low? As he only has a 78 overall, a 78 ranking out of 100. 78? We have Bakatari, the old guy who can hardly even do it anymore. Council, he's up there as a good guy, but the Texans played way too high for him. Like, I would see an average. Tyron Smith should be higher, but I think the biggest problem with O line is Jason Kelsey. Where is. Oh, yeah, Jason Kelsey was. Big. 98. Well, no, that was Brandon Brooks. 94 was. Oh, so it was 84. Right, yeah. 94. Best center in the league is 94. 94. Look, out of all things, you have 30, you have 22 positions and 100 positions and 100 players on the list. You're saying that the best player at a single position couldn't be higher? Can be true, they can be under high because he's a center who. Really this, this is why I'm saying the list is garbage. This should not. I don't know. This shouldn't take any. This shouldn't take a toll on any player. Okay, now for our final segment: defensive lineman rankings. Defensive lineman rankings. 
so unbelievable. I love where Bones says that. I love that. I love that. Honestly, I would say he would snub that top top ten. I would rather have him and Ken over Henry for sure. I don't think Bosa's ready to put in the top ten yet. But he's there next season. Oh, by the way, we're saying Bosa. We're talking about Nick Bosa. Oh yeah, we're being Nick. Because okay. they're both in the NFL. Oh yeah, we forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations to Joey Bosa, by the way, for signing that gigantic Thank contract. You. Insane. So currently. In this list, the defense lineman rankings are Donald, and like surprisingly, it goes straight to Bosa. That's like the number two in the league for a rookie. That's I saw that this year. This year, I definitely saw Nick Bosa as the second best team. True. And then after him, we got Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan's underrated, bro. Yeah. Oh wait, Chandler Jones is a D lineman though. He's linebacker technically. The lines of oh, all yeah. And then after him, we get what? Joey Bosa? The other Big Bosa? Bear and little bear. <laughs> but this time the little bear overcrawls the Big Bear. And next up, we got Danielle Hunter. Who honestly, I would say is like at the perfect spot at number 40. It's like exactly that is a, where That's a good place is. for Daniel Hunter. That's a great place for Daniel. Next up, we have Chris Jones. What's another rank too high? Where is Chris Jones ranked at? 52. The 52? He plays better than a 52. But now for like literally the two most underrated defensive ends ever in this league, Jarrell Casey. And then Calais Campbell. They're way too underhyped. If Jarrell Casey's gonna get traded for a seventh round pick. Like he is like 70th in the league overall. Like it's crazy. And like like a seventh oh, rounder. Very You're the saying that, that and, and that pretty much means that Chris Jones should be paid under 20 mil a year. If I would take Jarrell so Casey. 20 million in four years. Yeah, you signed that $85 million extension. And next, after Jarrell Casey, on the list, we got the classic DeForest Buckner. Who might be a bit dismissed, as he's easily the number two DT in the league. I feel like, I feel like DeForest Buckner and Chris Jones are still fighting for that spot. Fletcher Cox, who's, I would say, is getting old and from his prime. But I would Still say, snub, though. Still yeah. snub. Still snub. And next we get Miles who just signed that monstrous contract at number... 80. Yes. Yeah, number 80, with the monstrous contract that will destroy all defensive ends soon. I'm betting you, Bosa will get paid at least a hundred million for ten years. I think Miles Garrett is one of those unstoppable forces. Wait, he's ranked at only at eighty. That's that's kind of crazy. He should not be ranked that low. So, oh, yeah, we, okay, he did 
he did attack Mason Rudolph, which we don't like in a player. Yeah, and that probably okay. influenced. But then again, Miles Garrett gets the last lap. With that $125 million contract he signed, he can hit Mason Rudolph 2,509 more times before he runs out of money. <laughs> well, the fine's probably double, so it's probably in the 12,000 range, but still. <laughs> but who are And then we've got Fletcher Cox and Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward, I would say, might be ranked a bit higher because of how good he is. He's probably among the best, easily. He is definitely among the best. He is uh, a force on that Steelers D-line. He's just a monster. Yeah, I would say that's probably one of the most, like, underrated Grady Joe. Do you know who that is? For the Falcons? I don't know what team he plays for, but I know who he is. The Falcons. Right, he does play for He's the Falcons. He's probably been on this list consistently in, like, the bottom 10, but still. He's still a good player consistently year after year. In my opinion, Cameron Jordan was snubbed. Cameron Jordan is one of the most elite's ferocious, power-hungry defenders. And he's a monster when he gets put in the right situation. How many sacks did he have this year? 13 and a half? Wait, 13 and a half? I thought he had 13 and a half. Because... I heard Cameron Jordan. I'm on a. I'm. I don't follow the NFC South because it's obviously not my division. So I don't really. And a half sacks. Fifteen and a half. That's two more than I said. And that pew, it's consistently been in that area over the past few years. There was like a clear jump in 2017, but after that, 13 sacks in 2017, 12 sacks in 2018. And in 2019, his career high, 15 and a half sacks. And where was he ranked? He was ranked at number. Um, I think I thought he was ranked in the 40s, right? Or in the 30s, somewhere in there. Uh, scrolling through this list, you know what I just saw? What? 23 is right here. Minka at 35. Much of a snub. He's easily right up there with Jamal Adams. Yeah. He should, if there's anyone, this might prove my point. I would easily make him trade spots with Von Miller because I would considerably say Von Miller had a prime and he's starting to get old. Definitely. And it's definitely showing in him in his play. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Having yeah, Minka at 35 yeah. might prove my point that Jamal Adams is over. Another one which I think I'd be way too overrated will be Tyree Kill. He's Where is Tyree Kill? 22. 22? I don't think that's bad. That's not a bad place for him. It's not a bad place for him, but you're saying I mean, but eight, if Larry Fitzgerald, a 38-year-old. But you're saying like Chris Godwin and Devontae Adams are worse than Tyree Kill? Absolutely not. Tyreek Hill might be a speed demon, but is that that's probably just what he's known for. Is being Tyreek Hill does have great route running and turning, but I I don't know. Devontae Adams is probably the biggest snub on this list. He's well, Devontae Adams and 
Darius Slay. And Darius Slay. Along with Darius Leonard, too. Tyreek Hill is too high. Probably one of the most underrated linebackers ever, Jalen Smith. Recently picked by the Cowboys. Where is he again? He's in the 80s? No. He's actually at... Actually, he probably is in the 80s. No, yeah, 88. Yeah. Dylan Smith has a great story, too. Coming back from that one injury? Come on, and he's like right above him. As this past year, he only had 10 fewer tackles than Bobby Wagner and Darius Leonard. It's just... And according to Pro Football Focus, he had one of the better grades this year. He did have one of the better grades this year. And I think he should be ranked higher. I don't know. He was dropped a lot of spots. He was 61st in 2018. Now he's 88. That's disrespectful. Just to finish it off, just some key highlights with some major players. And let us discuss, how would we re-rank the top 20? We rank the top 20. Let's narrow that down to the top 10, I think. That's probably a little easier. I, I would say we go top 20 because there are some major snubs in there. I'm taking Derrick Henry out of the top 10. Yeah. Just rank our top 20 in order from one to 20 to 1. And I'm bringing in Chandler Jones to the top 10. Any other changes? So, this is how I see it. Let, let me read, let, let's redo the top 10 to see how it happens. Top 20, or I don't Well, I feel like it's easier to do the top 10. Okay, cool. Number one, Mahomes. I don't know why Lamar Jackson's there. Well, what? I would honestly say, we would, I would give it like almost a three-way tie, a four-way tie between the first four. They're like that close. I'm, I'm a, I don't have a tie. I don't have a single tie up there. Yeah, I would say I have Mahomes. Jackson might be the lowest rated in my opinion. But this is his first season doing it. He hasn't shown the consistency of the others. Exactly. So Mahomes See, but, at one. I have Russ at two. That stays. I like Russ. I have Donald at three. Number four, I have DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, interesting. Number five, I have Lamar Jackson. Six, I have Chandler Jones. I like Kittle at seven. I'll keep him there, actually. Yesterday, I was kind of mad about it, but I think that's a good place for him. And highest ranking ever for a tight end. For a tight end. I'm not complaining about it. So, yeah, so Chandler Jones at six, Kittle at seven, Gilmore, no, sorry. C Mac at eight, Gilmore at nine, and number ten, Michael Thomas. Cool. So I'll go ahead and rank them too. So at number ten, I would honestly say that this position looks like it's slightly unbiased. I'm gonna Bobby Wagner should have been in the top ten. I'm gonna keep Bobby Wagner at number. Had it down here, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I'll go Bobby Wagner at number ten, and number nine Jones. He's easily right up there with best. The only reason I'm not putting Julio Jones in the top ten 
is because I feel like there's some players that deserved it more this year. I would think Jones and Woodcock hang though. Wagner and Jones. And then I don't honestly going with Gilmore next. And number eight. I mean I'm number seven. Yeah, number seven, I'm like where Kittle is at the moment. I'll leave him there. Next up, I'm gonna go with B Hop and number Six. Mac is, I want to say, a top five player in the league for sure with his athletic skills. Hmm. And then number four, I'm gonna actually just go Forrest Jackson. Three is Donald, two is Wilson, and one is Mahomes. But the one major thing is probably just against the same thing, it's not mad. I'm keeping Michael. Thomas and number 11, where Jones was. All three of them deserve to be in the top 20 for sure. Easily. Yeah. You can't deny like, that Michael Thomas is in the top 20 place, but like, I don't think he's top 10 yet. Yes. Could he be top 10? Yes. Wait, so far we've just seen him run more roofs underneath and excessive slants. So we do not know I won't... if he deserves that. I swear, when people play football these days, they just like run on Michael Thomas and you'll see a slant. I think that's a great place to cap off the episode. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Gridiron Plus.